Chomp vs. Chomp, a splash of Disney and a little bit of that Duval. It's yours truly, Logan Eilers. Uh, one half of the First Place Losers podcast hosted by yours truly and Matt Lagana. I am from Jacksonville, Florida. I am the host of this new podcast, No Flow Go. We're on the go. You can listen to everything about No Flow, a.k.a. North Florida. And I know some people are on here a little confused on why Orlando, the Orlando Magic, and the UCF Knights are on here because there's no such thing as Central Florida in my eyes. Okay, Orlando is just like North Florida. In South Florida, it's its own different breed there. It's a, it's an entirely different state, and that state is called Miami. And a state, based on the teams I cheer for, I absolutely hate this is a brand new podcast for me. Uh, first time I'm being solo, not the first time on social media I've done solo. I have my own TikTok with 3,700 followers, quick flex, as well as Instagram. I did YouTube. That was okay. Didn't do too much views, except the one time that I made everyone mad saying the Ravens won't make the Super Bowl, and I was proven more right than ever. And I only had one like to like 20 dislikes, so it only makes sense that my my voice, my, my eyes can really present my thoughts. So for North Florida, there's really the Jacksonville Jaguars, the main sports franchise, the only professionals franchise in Jacksonville. And I know there's the minor league teams such as the Jumbo Shrimp, that is the double, or now AAA. I'm sorry, they moved to AAA because we so good for the Miami Marlins. And we are the ECHL for the Jacksonville Icemen, as well as we have the ABA, the terrible version of the ABA, the Jacksonville Giants who keep winning it every year, as well as the Jacksonville Sharks. But only one professional sports team in the great county of Duval, and that is the Jacksonville Jaguars, who just drafted Trevor Lawrence first overall. Uh, For colleges, I am covering my alma mater, my current school, Florida State University. Hopefully we can be good this year. Maybe we can beat a rival. Maybe two. And one of those rivals is University of Florida. Now, I know a lot of people who can listen to this, they're big UF fans, and they're going to think I'm going to trash on the Gators throughout this entire process and uh, forever as I have this podcast. And yeah, you're right, but I'm also going to present them as a fair, well-rounded team, as they should, because they're a very talented football team, as well as a good basketball team. I'll actually be covering both football and basketball for UF and FSU, as well as UCF. Shout out to my older stepsister, Emily, and my younger brother, Shay, who will be going to UCF next year. I will be covering them as well for football and basketball because, well, they're good. They're not Miami, and they're in the north of Florida, so it's only fair to put them in here. Um, I've always liked UCF. Uh, they, they didn't accept me for some reason. They, I don't know why, but I'm kind of thankful because now I'm here at FSU and having the time of my life. But yeah, uh, so UCF, I've, I've enjoyed being around the culture, looking at all the sports, watching the athletics, um, loving quarterbacks such as Mackenzie Milton coming to FSU, as well as Blake Bortles being a quarterback. And might I mention a third overall pick from the University of Central Florida, as well as I'll be covering my basketball team, my basketball team since 2009 when I started watching basketball, uh, the Orlando Magic, and my first memory of basketball was watching the Orlando Magic, and I'm like, okay, this team is the closest team to Jacksonville. I will cheer for them forever. And on that first game, it was in the Eastern Conference Finals, game two, and LeBron hit a game-winning shot to beat the Magic to make the series tied 1-1. 
And as soon as I saw that, I'm like, okay, who is this guy's name? LeBron James. Never heard of him before. But you know what? I hate you for my entire life. And that trend has continued ever since. But I digress. I'm very excited for this. It's uh, my own. I'm going to be solo, uh, flying solo for the time being for No Flow Go. I will be doing First Place Losers podcast with Matt. Uh, Matt is up in Connecticut right now, the home of white, boring people with maybe boring food. And screw Danbury. What has Danbury done? Exactly. I hate that city. I've never been there. And I never want to go there. I hate Danbury. But we will be able to make our uh, the First Place Losers podcast continue as soon as we figure out what's the best case for us to really pump out episodes to cover, as well as it is the off-season. like the off-season just dropped for J. Cole. Tremendous album. Please listen to it. And if you've already listened to it, listen to it again. No harm. I have... Well, I'm in a boring state, too. I started this because, well, everyone's not in Tallahassee. I'm quite, I'm quite bored. And I feel like I might as well put my passion and put some time into this and have it grow. Uh... <laughs> It is what it is, man. It is what it is. I mean, for all my teams, literally all the teams I just mentioned on who I'll be covering, they're all in the offseason right now. The Jaguars, you know, it's the NFL. They they just started rookie minicamp, and they'll be starting training camp in a few weeks from now. And then we have the Orlando Magic. Uh, the season just ended last night. And the Magic almost messed it up. We almost beat the Sixers. Good thing we didn't, because now the Magic have... The, are tied for the best odds with the Rockets and the Pistons to get the first overall pick. Beautiful sight to see that my two teams could get the first overall pick. And by golly, those top number one picks is Trevor Lawrence and maybe Cade Cunningham as I knock on some wood. What the Magic don't need a point guard, but Cade can play whatever he wants. He's a six foot eight point guard. We can put him at shooting guard. We can put him at small four, which I want him to do then, because then we could slide Isaac to the four. And then maybe get Scotty Barnes to be a six-man Draymond Green with the Bulls pick, as long as the Bulls pick gets lucky. Sadly, the Bulls uh, was pretty middling throughout the rest of the season, and we were unable to get anything better than ninth best odds. And I'm praying that I see the magic symbol at the ninth overall pick, because if it goes up, that means we lose the pick through the Vucevic trade. That pick is top four protected. Uh, FSU, UF, uh, and UCF, both football and basketball, are all in the off seasons right now, uh, in the midst of recruiting um, for FSU for FSU basketball. They're in heavy for transfer uh, recruiting. Um, big news will probably come their way. Uh, UF, they were very busy with the transfers and um, for basketball, football. Uh, they had a big exodus of talent. I mean, y'all watched that draft. A lot of players, I hate Florida, but gosh darn it, they know how to pump out players. Kyle Trask at Tampa was amazing. I love Kyle Pitts as a former tight end. I know a good one when I see one as well as Kadarius Toney. Bit of a reach. Apparently the Jags wanted him. The Giants took him at 20 when Quiddy Pay was on the board and they need edge. Just really just make their defense the best in the division. Um... Yeah, and the Jags go out and take ETN. Ugh. Yeah, so it's going to be a lot more freestyle, um, a lot more riffing uh, for this podcast, uh, mostly because I have a good idea. 
a good understanding of the teams I cheer for. And for Florida and UCF, I'll do a little bit more research on uh, when news uh, drops. But I'll make sure to pay attention to those uh, to those pages and to those um, athletic athletic programs. But right now, let's start off on the Jaguars. I'm just going to have a good summary on what I think of the Jaguars. The draft was okay. And I don't like saying that. This draft was literally built to be absolutely great for the Jaguars. And it turned out to be absolutely okay. It, I'm, um, I mean, it's Trevor Lawrence. You know, what can I say about him? Except he, he, he's obviously the guy. He's Trevor Lawrence. I, I don't need to say anything else, and people should already know. Long, luscious hair, number 16 from Clemson, who has dominated folks, especially in the regular season, as he's been undefeated in regular season play since middle school. The only four losses he's had in high school and college were in, were in postseason play. My Bartram Trail Bears, by the way, is the second closest team to beat him in the regular season during that stretch, only behind the UNC Tar Heels when they, all, when they just lost by one point to the Clemson Tigers. And then the Jags took ETN at, at 25, and I was like, okay, I like the pick. I like the pick. Merrick's there. I'd rather like him because we had – my eyes are worth safety playing the league last year. But okay, I, I like it. I like ETN. See what we can do with them. And then reports come out, oh, yeah, we, we wanted Tony at 25 no matter what. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And then, um, and that evidence is even proven as we're training him to be a receiver, not even a running back, when we have Chenault as that weapon who can play both RB and I, – I don't know. I like the pick. But the problem is, is we didn't take May- Mayrig at 33, or at least Barmore, or Jeremiah Usukoromoa. Instead of 33, we took Tyson Campbell. And I'm also confused about that pick. I like Tyson Campbell, I do. Not at 33, maybe at 45. And why did we draft corner when safety play was all over the board? Still, no safe. Uh, I think one safety was taken. Um... In the, in the draft, I'm trying to remember. Um, no, 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 no. All safeties were available. Javon Holland was the first safety taken off the board, if I do say so. And Mayrig was right there to have even great value. But no, we take Tyson Campbell for insurance for Shaquille Griffin because I think the front office now actually regrets signing Shaquille Griffin without a second of practice time with him, which scares me. And it and it just got worse that night while I was delivering pizzas for Gain Street Pies as we drafted a guy who hasn't played a full football game since 2018 in the second round, Walker Little, when there were better offensive linemen on the board. And I'm not mad that, it, that we took offensive line at 45. That was a perfect spot to do it because we have Norwell and Cam Robinson pretty much on prove-it deals this year. And we go out and take a guy who is such high risk – if he comes out the way he has been, uh, he played in his sophomore year in college, you know, the last time he actually played, we actually make get something out of this. This could be a huge payoff, and I can shut my mouth about it. But I don't. I, I hate the pick. Radunza was on the board. Brady Christensen was on the board. And we went safety at 65 for Andre Sisco, who's fantastic. Love that pick. But I'm just confused that we just passed on so much talent. Um, you would think that I'm mad about not getting Firemuth. I'm actually not that mad at all for the fact that we got Luke Farrell very late for pretty decent value for him. As long, you know, he wasn't a fourth round pick, which is 
I can pray for. He was a fifth-round pick, a light one at that, too. Uh, we took Jay T- uh, Tufeli, which is fine. We were going to get Tyson Allwell, but then he backed out, pulled a Marcus Morris, um, and he went to went back to Pittsburgh, so we had to take another depth guy. Um, I'm, I'm comfortable at D-tackle this year. It won't blow people's minds, but we have a lot of depth that can really shuffle around. Jordan Smith, I don't know too much about him with UAB. I heard, he, I heard he's pretty all right. Uh, Luke Farrell, I mentioned him earlier. I do like that pick at fifth round, late fifth round. It could be something pretty dangerous here. Though I would have loved Hunter Long or Tommy Tremble. Um, but the, the two teams that took it are, you know, the teams of a few of my best friends here in Tallahassee. And then Jalen Camp uh, was sixth round pick out of Georgia Tech. This guy can light up the field. I, I, I really like this pick. Jags do pretty decent to develop wide receivers. So I'm not mad with it. I'm not mad with this uh, draft, even though it could have been so much better if we were understandable. But we may be the closest thing to the Raiders as we can get. Um, also, the schedule released, and I'm pretty confident that the Jags can go 6-11, and 7-10. And, and honestly, that's a pretty decent, uh, you know, stretch. It's not, you know, it's kind of tough season. It's th- there's no middling teams in our schedule, if you, if you haven't noticed. The Jaguars' schedule is incredibly top and bottom heavy. There's just nothing in between that truly pops anything out. I mean, we got at Houston, Denver is probably the only flip it games. Like Cardinals we could lose, Bengals we can win, Titans we can win or lose, Miami, Seattle, Buffalo, Indianapolis, the Niners, Rams, you know, they're Patriots, Colts. Like there's games where we're expected to win and then there's games we're expected to lose. And that's really it for the schedule. Um, you know, besides probably a Falcons game, uh, one of the Titans games, depending on if Deshaun Watson plays and with the Broncos, in, uh, maybe even the Bengals, if, if Burrow doesn't die by week four, uh, the Jags can really become something. They can they can be something great. And in my eyes, great is get like six or seven wins and maybe have a couple close losses. Just have a Panther season. I'll be happy with that. I'll be happy with a Panther season out of my Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, in later episodes, I'll probably go a true breakdown over game by game as well as see if the Jaguars do anything because we still have like 10 million cap, you know. And I'm saying this like we didn't sign Tim Tebow, the promised one of 13 years ago, but by golly, Tim Tebow is now on the Jaguars. Granted, is he going to play? Probably, probably no. He, he's probably not going to play. Is it for leadership as well as um, Urban Meyer uh, kissers, uh, behind kissers? Probably. I like Tebow. I really like Tebow. Uh, he could just be, you know, just veteran leadership um, to the young guys. Might as well. Um, this high end position is still pretty terrible for the Jags. The fact that we didn't get Hunter Henry on a decent deal is mind boggling to me. Um, yeah, so screw it, right? Just screw it. Sign Tebow anyway. Get more talent as much as possible in the tight end, even though if it's not, it could not be good talent at all. And a lot, a lot of players are mad about this because oh, Tebow was signed, uh, but not Kaepernick. And all that. And I'm sitting here like, look at, yeah, look, just look at the situation the Jags have. Especially in Jacksonville, it's still a Republican heavy city. Having Colin Kaepernick on a team 
is not going to be liked by the fans. I personally, I would actually very like Colin Kaepernick to be the backup for the Jaguars because I love me CJ Beathard. Go Hawks, my first team. Um, Beathard's a decent guy, but having Kaepernick as a backup option to Trevor Lawrence on for anything bad happens in God's green earth, Trevor Lawrence gets hurt. I could be comfortable with Kaepernick and a Daryl Bavell, Urban Meyer system. But I know a lot of fans are not going to be big, are not going to support that signing. And then we have, so we take in Tim Tebow. A lot of players don't like it. I like it because screw it. That's why he's been promised the Jaguars. It's been a dream for all Jaguars fans that have him, whether you cheered for UF or not. And yeah, beef it up. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'll go into uh, more detail with the Jaguars as time goes by, but I just want to keep episodes short. I want to aim for like 30-minute episodes because I feel like that's a good amount of time to pay attention. And going on from Jacksonville, we going to, you know, about two hours down south, uh, going on, you know, down I-95 South, which is a great song by J. Cole that opens up your offseason. Once again, listen to that album. It is phenomenal. And then we go on I-4 and head right into the heart of Florida, Orlando, of my Orlando Magic, a team that I've been cheering for since 2009. As I mentioned, I hate you, LeBron. FSC, or, I'm sorry, Orlando, the Magic, we're finally tanking. It took us like three years to realize that we're not good, to truly trade our players away, and to tank, and to even let our young players play like Mo Bamba's getting 20 minutes per game now we have we 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 let Markel Fultz play before his knee exploded again Cole Anthony was okay um the magic is in very very rough shape even though it's got um pretty decent amount of cap space though uh next year uh we're clearing out the auto porter contract which Frees up about $28 million in con and money. Uh, James Ennis will no longer be on the will no longer be on the team, which I, I can live with. Uh, but this team is young, man. This team's young. The oldest player that'll be on our books is Terrence Ross next year. He'll be 31. Uh I mean the magic right now, so we have the tied for the most of the best odds to get the first overall pick. As well as we have the rights to the Chicago Bulls pick via Nikola Vucevic trade. I miss you, Vuce, but you had to go. And as long as I see the magic symbol at the number nine spot in that lottery, I will be happy. If I don't, I'm going to be furious because that means we would lose the rights to that pick as it is top four protected. So if the Bulls pick, if that pick jumps into the top four, A, that can take the other magic pick out of the top four and the Magic could lose, will lose the rights to that pick. So the Bulls can trade away just Wendell Carter and Otto Porter for Vucevic, which is a phenomenal deal. Um, so what would happen, uh, the Magic? Right now you have a top three best odds. Let's say the lottery stays the same. At number three, you can get Jalen Green um, in... I would love Jalen Suggs, but our point guard room is just crowded with Markel and uh, Cole Anthony, who we have each of them on the books for the next three years. Because I don't think we're going to walk out of um, you know three and a half million dollar team option for Cole Anthony. 
in three years. I just don't see that. And then Markel, 16 and a half, 16 and a half, 17 million. I don't know why we gave him that contract, but I do like it. I do like his growth as well as we're going to have Jonathan Isaac, uh, you know, on the books because his extension is going to kick in next year. The Magic are getting young. They need to stay healthy and let them play because by golly, you know, I'm telling you all this is that the team is the team has a lot of young players that I truly, truly love. I really like Markel. I love Jonathan Isaac. I really like Mobamba. I don't know why the fan base has given up on him. He's now getting playing time. And have you seen his efficiency, especially his per 36? That's Rudy Gobert numbers. And if he gets just 25 minutes per game next year, he's going to have great attention. He's dropping eight points per game this year. Six rebounds, a block and a third. You know, 32% from three, which is okay for a center. 47% from a field goal. You know, he played 16 minutes per game. Put it up to 24. He may drop 12 and 7, 12 and 8 points as he shuffles with Wendell Carter. That's pretty decent stats. I would like I would like to see out of my out of my guys. Also, RJ Hampton, we trade for. This team is very young. Now I do hate that the guy who started the most for us is Dwayne Bacon. Shout out to FSU alum, Dwayne Bacon. But my guy, you're not a star to build around. I don't care that you had your best season by a long shot. You also played eight minutes more than you had in the last two years per game. It's just facts. Um, I'm very worried for the Magic. Because the Magic are great at screwing things up and not letting the young talent play. However, if we do get the first overall pick, we do get Cole Anthony, I may scream in joy as loud as possible. Because by golly, that would be incredible incredible if if this if the magic can pull it off because then with a starting lineup of markel who could be healthy um terrence ross i guess or bacon at shooting guard uh, that's fine or what i would do maybe put kate at two chuma three isaac four and then bomba carter five whoever you feel like is better and off the bench you can have cole anthony you can have i would love scotty barnes at nine you know, have a forward uh, that we can draft, maybe Jalen Johnson, Keon Johnson, maybe. Um, and then you can have Mobamba off the bench. That's a pretty decent young team. So I can get you in the playoffs uh, immediately, but you give it time and we can get there. Um, or maybe the GOAT Ignis Brasdakis can, can lead us, you know, 11, <laughs> played eight games for us and dropped 11 points per game without starting. That's actually pretty impressive. For Ignis Brasdakis, Mr. Roundhead, if you play 2K, he's that guy. Uh, <laughs> I just, I don't understand. This magic is very weird. I'm very optimistic. I really, I, I really like the young talent that we have. I really do. And hopefully, hopefully, we don't mess this up. Just don't give people terrible contracts, please. Uh, and draft well. Um, thank you, Bulls, for not making it in a play-in tournament to give us the ninth overall pick. Maybe Scotty falls to nine. Am I an FSU suck-up? You damn right I am. But Scotty is that good. He is that NBA-ready, ladies and gentlemen. S- just having a six-foot-eight point guard plays a shooting guard, and then a six-foot-nine point guard who plays power forward. Oh, that'd be beautiful. That'd be absolutely beautiful. Everyone would be averaging six assists, and it would be wonderful to see. For the Orlando Magic. 
Uh, once again, I'm going more just summary of situations for a few teams. Um, and I'll be more in-depth uh, in episodes as time goes on. As I get more time, I understand how my schooling works as well as work and uh, traveling. It is the summertime. Uh, some some guy said it's white boy summer for some reason. Uh, I don't understand what that means. But it, it's 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 something, all right. Let let me tell you. <laughs> on to on to the college ball. Like I said, FSU all the way. I go here, and uh, I gotta check real quick on FSU women's soccer because we are in the national championship, baby. And did we win it? It's nine thirty right now. Uh oh, we lost. And, and, and penalty kicks. Well, we tried, ladies and we, 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 we tried. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We have, we have, we have baseball. We have baseball. 20-something in the country. Maybe. I, 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 I'm not confident in that. Uh, but man, oh well. On the on to on the real sports that truly defines the greatness of Florida State athletics, football. Because by golly, the recruiting is fantastic. The spring game looks good. I really like the talent on the, on the teams, um, both offense and defense. FSU slowly getting together. Just have an Indiana season, not Indiana this year. In Indiana, from a, you know when they were went eight and five three years in a row. I would like that, please. That is a great way to grow a program. And then we can get our stars. We have a top 10 um, recruiting class right now for 2022 with Travis Hunter, who is arguably the best player in the country, as well as Sam McCall. And, yeah, we're we're looking good. We're looking good. I like the recruiting. Two quarterbacks submitted, A.J. Duffy and Nico Martial. I like A.J. Duffy. I haven't seen too much of Nico. I like Aaron Hester out of Fletcher, even though I hate Fletcher High School for good reasons, great reasons. Won't get into them. I'm just saying we should have played Columbia in my senior year, not them. It proved it in the playoffs. Look at that score of that game. Um, moving on to FSU basketball. Uh, I, I, we lost a lot of talent. Um, and MJ Walker said he's not coming back, it, which was expected. But, yeah, we got Caleb Mills, though, coming in. We got Matthew Cleveland, who carried his team to a Georgia State title. We got Jalen Worley, who went down to a four-star. But I still, I still like his game. John Butler, I absolutely love his game because he's a seven-foot center, but he can probably play power forward for us because that means we can have two seven-footers on the court at the same time. The most FSU-y thing of FSU basketball that FSU can do. Say that three times fast. I dare you. Right now. Do it. Right? Do it. Did you do it? Great. Moving on to my least favorite school, University of Florida. Y'all are okay. I like the team. I really like Emory Jones. I, uh, you know, I like what y'all have built for the program. Um, however, I do warn you on some trouble. Y'all lost a lot of players, great players, even though you brought in great guys in the 2020 recruiting class. 
like Gervon Dexter, who should get good playing time. Derek Wingo, Xavier with a Z, and an X, Henderson. You guys recruit well. You all recruit very well, as well as I really like the transfers. I'm high on Justin Shorter. I think Justin Shorter can be amazing for you guys, as well as Jordan Pouncey uh, from Texas. I liked it. I liked him as well as, yeah, Brenton Cox was an absolute beast. I think he's going to have a breakout year this year for the University of Florida Gators, as well as my boy, Trevez Johnson. You're probably not listening to this, but this dude's a dog. He's a bad man, and I can see him become the next Chauncey Gardner-Johnson for the University of Florida. You heard me that right knock on wood. Uh, moving on to UF basketball, lost a bunch of guys, gained a bunch of guys on the transfer portal. I mean, that is pretty much the summary of what they've been throughout this entire offseason. They had a good team. I claimed y'all were um, – how, how do I say this? Um Cinderella killers, and and that just died immediately um, because you lost to Oral Roberts, Ned Flanders University. You lost to him. You can't say anything. Yeah, guess what? FSU lost too, but listen, we made it to the Sweet 16 and lost to a great team in Michigan who I absolutely hate, and they're out recruiting us in the rock back on Dickinson, but that is fine. That is fine. Going back to the UF, you only brought one high school guy, Kowasi Reeves. Uh, decent guy. Really good. He was on the FSU radar, so I can't really speak too much on him. I always, I got to watch some of his tape. But y'all were busy in the transfer. Four transfers. Crazy. CJ Felder from Boston College, who is a pretty decent guy. He was probably the best player on that Boston College team. Flan Fleming. Uh, from Charleston Southern, haven't watched too much. Miriam Jones was one of the better players for Penn State, as well as Bram McKissick, who I think this is one of the best transfers that UF could have gotten from the UMKC. Bram McKissick is probably going to be the star of the show for you guys. Uh, I mean, y'all probably ain't going to have Trey Mann. Trey Mann, um, Trey Mann's probably not going to be there. I doubt it. I mean, who else is going to be? You know, who else is going to be on here? Um, for the team. I mean, uh, get well soon, Keontae Johnson. Hopefully he's healthy um, when he gets back because that can be very that can be something very special. I, I, I was at that game when he collapsed and my heart just dropped. Uh, I was I was terrified. It, it, he, he is he's an absolute talent as a 6'5 forward. Um, probably going to be coming back for his senior year. As well, you got Scotty Lewis and Noah Locke, right? No, wait, Noah Locke left, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's at Louisville now. Um, never mind. Scratch that. Uh, yes, Trey Mann, who's gone. And didn't Omar Omar Payne left too, right? Yeah, he went to Illinois. Um, yikes. Like I said, UF, did you guys get better or worse? Depends if Keontae Johnson can play next year. On to last and least for my care, UCF. You all right. <laughs> that that's really it. You got Gus. Um, your highest recruit is a four star, a low end four star. Um, yeah, guys, I, I I don't know what to say about UCF. I I need to do more of my research, but um, y'all could be good, even though Gus 
tends to look good in the beginning and then everything implodes. So maybe uh, hold on hold on to your, your hats there. Um, yeah, I got, I got nothing for you guys. But I promise you I will um, pretty much get down to the business to defeat the Huns as well as do some research on UCF because, my golly, UCF – Y'all, y'all need something bad. Y'all, y'all need, y'all gonna miss out, man. You can't be the work. You can't just fall out like that. You gotta take advantage on how weak um, some of these teams are in terms of, uh, in terms of all the loss they left, especially in the football program. The the football, you guys need to take advantage. It's gonna be Cincinnati, and Tulane is still there. Um. But, ugh, y'all can do it. Y'all can do it. I, I believe in you. And on to basketball. I mean, you guys got C.J. Walker, you know. And then you got the, the Hendricks twins in 2022. See your 2021 recruiting class. I know I'm a little bit over time. I just want to do a quick check. Uh, let's see here, Darius Johnson. I actually know that name. Uh, he, I, um, he should be okay. Uh, and then Ed Xavier Rhodes. These names are fantastic. Um, unranked out of us uh, out of Dallas, Texas. I like Texas. But yeah, um, I do need to cover more UCF. I got family who goes there and cheers for them. And I feel like I'd be doing a criminal thing for UCF Knights to not do my research on them. So it could be fair for all the teams that I like and hate on this podcast that I will be covering. Um, this hopefully is the start of a journey. Hopefully that y'all will enjoy. My name is Logan Eilers, and it's sad to say that my teams are terrible, and hopefully we can get better, just like the production of this podcast. Thank you, guys, and hopefully you guys have enjoyed.